leader, have you ever wondered how to move your team from just coexisting to truly understanding and respecting each other? Hey, if that's been you, then buckle up because today's episode is your GPS to a culture of empathy and understanding. Crystal DeCuna here, and I am thrilled to welcome you back to the Leaders Listen Up podcast presented by The Inside View. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, welcome and thank you for joining us. And if you're returning, uh, we always appreciate your support. I'm your host and your friend. And each week we strive to equip you with new tools and creative techniques that are going to help you to design those epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you to really drive loyalty and retention, sales, and ultimately deliver that award-winning service that every organization is striving to achieve. My friend, we want you to be the people's champion for your team and for your customers. All right, so last week we started this three-part series on really transitioning from an environment where, you know, people are butting heads and you're clashing and communication is tense to really creating this collaborative, harmonious environment. Um, And we used the joy methodology. So I I shared how to embrace joy when you're in those conflicting um, situations and and challenging situations. Uh, And I shared what the joy methodology is. So if you missed that episode, go back, check it out. It was a good one. And I gave, I broke down what the, what joy stood for. Um, And so please do check it out and then come back here. But regardless, let's dive into today's episode. So today we're going to focus on transitioning from merely coexisting, my friends, uh, where, you know, everybody's just showing up to work and they're just doing what they got to do to really understanding each other and respecting each other uh, and valuing each other's talents. And so we're going to talk about how to transition uh, with strategy number two. And so strategy number two is about fostering a culture with a high level of empathy and understanding. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, but I sometimes can have a challenging time being empathetic. I'd like to think I'm empathetic. Uh, and in some situations, more than others, maybe with some of my clients, uh, colleagues, coworkers, that type of thing, I'm, I certainly, I think I have a little more empathy with, with that uh, side of my life. But when it comes to my personal life, and my family life, sometimes it's harder for me to be empathetic. Now, our life experiences have shaped our level of empathy. So, you know, that I know to be true for sure. Based on kind of what you've lived, those lived experiences, that is what really starts to develop your empathy skills, develop your, your skills for understanding, listening, learning. Um, and so some people find it really easy to be highly empathetic. My mom is like the most empathetic person in the world. She, every, everything, you know, she's just understanding. She'll take it all. She, she gets it. And I'm not, <laughs> I have a really, I have to really work on being empathetic. I have to really work on being understanding because to me, and I think that's a lot with my personality too, right? I just want to go, go, go. I need something. I want to do it. Um, but, you know, life sets in and sometimes we have to be a little more understanding uh, and empathetic. And so I work really hard on this. I'm not always successful, uh, but I definitely work hard on it. And I recognize when I'm not great at it. So the full disclosure, my friends, you know, we're not perfect. We're human. Uh, But when we're really fostering a culture of empathy and understanding and pushing it at a high level, being aware of the fact that, um, you know, you, you need empathy and understanding in your environment, 
you're going to start to really um, see the the benefits of it. You're going to start to see people respecting each other at a higher level. You're going to start to see communication and language change so that it's more understanding and empathetic to each other. So let's dive in. I want you to get your notebooks out. If you're watching this on YouTube, take some notes. If you're listening in your car uh, or wherever you are, pay attention. You're going to want to save this episode because I'm really going to dive into a method that I know is going to help you. All right, me and my acronyms. I know I love to use these acronyms. Uh, I shared the SHINE method a few weeks ago and the JOY method. And today we're going to dive into the ART method. I love acronyms because when I'm in the moment, I can think of an acronym. I'm like, oh, ART. And then I remember what it stands for and I can actually practice it right in the moment. So if you're one of those leaders that, you know, has a hard time kind of thinking of what to do when you're in that moment, That's why I love using acronyms because it works for me that way. Um, And so, you know, you want to have a high level understanding of it, but it's like a tool in your toolbox. And so you want to be able to use that art tool or the shine method or the joy method or all the ones I've shared over the last uh, few episodes. And so art is about fostering this culture of empathy and understanding. And so, you know, you're going to leave today's episode feeling a lot more confident um, that when you're in those situations, you can start to execute this strategy. And so let's dive in. Strategy number two, fostering a culture of empathy and understanding with three action steps. And they are spelled, uh, when you spell them out, they spell art, A-R-T. So let's start with A. A is for those active, authentic conversations. And so I was thinking of, you know, when do I have the most authentic, active, so that I'm engaged in conversations? When am I most empathetic and most understanding? When am when do I kind of let it all down and just, just listen and really be present, be active? Um, and for me, that's when I'm with my girlfriends. When my friends, I have a group of four girlfriends and we're always getting together, uh, typically on a Friday night, but, but whenever we get together quite often. Um, and those are the most, the richest most beautiful, authentic conversations. I have a lot of different women's groups that I'm with. And, you know, whether it's a women in business group or whether it's just um, a couple of social groups that I belong to, I find it's such a safe place for my friends to share, for me to share, uh, for us to just have really great, like thought-provoking conversations that that's when I'm most empathetic and most understanding. And I learn so much and I believe they learn from, from the things I share. Right. And so, you know, think of that, you know, when you're talking about active, authentic conversations, how you can kind of transition from empathy to understanding within your work environment. I want you to think of that. Are these conversations just happening? Like they're telling you their problem and you're thinking I have to solve it. Cause that's not how it works with your friends. Right. When you're with your friends, when you're with your people that you trust the most, your confidants, your family, whoever that might be for you, it's really you, you're active, you're authentic, and you're connecting in a conversation where you're contributing and you're listening. Sometimes a contribution is just listening, right? Actively listening with the uh uh-huhs, yes, thank you, you know, tell me more about that. I'm curious, right? So you're engaging in that conversation. So with your team members, I want you to remember that it needs to be a safe space. It needs to feel like a safe environment for them. So do what you can to really create that safe place. Maybe it's having a coffee. I was just chatting with uh, one of our clients, um, Laura, last week, and we were talking kind of about, you know, conversations that she needed to have with somebody. And I said, you know what? 
they're doing such a great job. Like take them out of the environment and, you know, have a real positive, uh, empathetic and understanding. So it was a negative situation. That's the other thing. You don't want to always have these conversations in negative situations. This was a really positive feedback that she wanted to share with her team member. So that's it, my friend. You want to be able to create a safe environment. And I really want you to remember when we're practicing empathy and understanding, it doesn't just have to be in challenging situations. It can be in great situations. That's when you really, you know, I had a great conversation with a, a team member from another organization not too long ago. And we were we were diving in and uh, they they did something really great. And I started asking questions. Tell me how you did it. What was, you know, what did you do differently? And, and we had a really great dialogue. And what was beautiful about the, the conversation was it's that one conversation strengthened our relationship so much, all because I was curious. I was curious to learn more. I wanted to understand how they did it, but I could have just took what they told me and and moved on, right? I could have just listened to what they they were telling me and said, oh, that's great and moved on to the next thing. But I was really, really curious. I wanted to create that active connection, that active relationship um, and it, it worked. And, um, you know, and now we're, we're really strengthening uh, our working relationship. And it really, I think, stemmed from that conversation. Okay, so you got A for the art method, which is active, authentic conversations. Let's move to the R in the art method. So R stands for recognizing those unique perspectives, right? When you can recognize somebody's unique perspective, my friends, you can start to put yourself in their shoes. I do a, a training session with uh, with the government, actually. And so I do this example in one of my training sessions um, when we talk about empathy. And the example is around the idea of, you know, imagine for a moment that somebody who's elderly, maybe in their late 70s, early 80s, goes to get their driver's license, right? And imagine you're the the person that, you know, is going on the driving test with them and has to approve them or deny them. And um, and so, you know, they're in their 80s and they, they take the driving test. They miss two things. And so, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to give them that driver's, that their driver's license, Um and so you say, you know, you could, you can just say, you know what, you're going to have to come back. Unfortunately, you didn't pass. Um, and you give them a piece of paper and you move on. But I want you to think for a second, if you're practicing empathy and understanding, that person who's in their 80s has most likely had that driver's license since they were 16 years old. And now all of a sudden, you're literally taking away their identity. That piece of plastic is their ID card. You're taking away their identity and you're saying, here, make another appointment, right? Sorry, sorry about your life, make another appointment. That's not empathetic, my friends. Right. And so you really want to be able to put yourself in that person's shoes. And so when you're talking about recognizing unique perspectives, it's about really understanding, you know, how would I feel in my identification after, you know, 70, what, I don't know, 70, 60 years of having that piece of plastic with me every day of my life for so many years gets taken away? Like it's a pretty, pretty big thing for somebody to just say, sorry, you didn't pass. Right. But instead, how can we practice empathy and say, you know what, you know, thank you so much for for, um, you know, being with us today and, and, and taking me on a drive today. There's a few things we need to sharpen up on so we can keep you safe and we can keep everybody on the road safe. Um, so let's go in and I'll share them with you um, and then let's get another appointment booked for you right away, because I know how important this is to you. 
right? And so that would be an example of, of practicing empathy at like a high level. And you could add to that and add more emotion and more, you know, connection and courtesy and all that. Um, but but it's really about really putting yourself in their shoes. Let me let me take you through it. Let me take you through how we can fix the, the challenging areas that, that uh, weren't quite right. But on the flip side, <laughs> uh, somebody in their 80s might be like, good riddance. I don't want to drive anymore. I don't need the driver's license anymore, right? I know my grandmother, when I took her to go, um, you know, renew her driver's license, she says, I don't want my driver's license anymore. You guys can drive me now. So you never really know how that's going to go down. But that was just an example, right? To really be able to practice empathy at a high level, it's putting yourself in their shoes. You know, for me, on a personal note, um, it's hard sometimes to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, but you have to take that deep breath and really like understand what they're going through, how they're feeling. Um, and all you can do sometimes is just be there for that person and listen. Um, and so from a professional standpoint, you know, recognizing their perspectives, do they need to take time off work because their kids got pink eye or because their, um, their husband is, you know, um, having surgery or because the wife, um, you know, needs to take a couple extra days because she was ill, whatever the case may be, are we still in that, that work environment mode where it's like, no, you only get three days for bereavement. My friends, if somebody loses somebody, I'm not saying that, you know, from a legal perspective, and I don't know where you're listening from, but here in Canada, I think it's three to five days for bereavement if you lose uh, a family member. But there's all these stipulations around like, is it an immediate family member? Is it, you only need three days. When is the funeral? And they start having these conversations that are like totally unemotional, totally unempathetic, totally ununderstanding because they know that like, they got to keep the business going, right? Instead, if you have a culture of people that are connected and united, your team will keep things going because they respect and understand the situation that you're in. It's very hard if you lose somebody to to shut things on and off in three days, right? It's very hard. So anyways, um, I can go on on that one forever. Uh, Actually, I'm going to tell you one more quick story just because I can. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, when I talk about recognizing unique perspectives, and I was thinking about this time where I was speaking to a business leader in India uh, when I traveled uh, last year, actually. And they were telling me this story about how they practice empathy. And in particular, it was a bereavement situation where somebody had lost a loved one. And it wasn't an immediate family member, but it was a really important uncle. Um, And, you know, they said it was like, it wasn't their mother, it wasn't their father, but it was a family member. And he goes, you know what, my staff, yeah, we had to pull people together to cover the shifts because that role was a really big role. And multiple people in in the organization actually were related. So there was quite a few people that had to go and, um, you know, attend funerals and, and all the stuff, but it wasn't just about the funeral. They needed a few extra days to like be with their families, to like really engage and just love each other and care for each other. And so the team actually ended up cooking meals, uh, for like over a month. So everybody cooked, they they divided it out. And so the, I think there was like four or five people. And so everybody cooked food so that everybody who was a team member who wasn't present for a few days, um, didn't have to worry about feeding their, not just their families, but like the bigger families, like they cooked, they cooked and cooked and cooked so that everybody had food and, and, um, and it was just a really special thing. So um, that was about understanding kind of, you know, you don't, you can't just follow the rules sometimes. 
you have to be empathetic and understanding and do the things that work well for for your team. Uh, the more you're going to be able to give to your team, the more you're going to, you know, it pays back with dividends. All right. The last step in the art method is about toasting positive action. So I talked a little bit about this earlier, but, you know, when I think about the positive things, we have to really shine a light on those those positive moments that our team does. Because what happens is we're so often and so quick to pick out the challenges, yes, right? We're so quick to pick out like, oh, they didn't do this and they didn't do that and they missed this and they didn't hit that target. And oh no, they didn't, you know, we're so quick to do that. That's not empathetic. That's not a high level of understanding. So we want to be able to ask ourselves why. Um, And then we can really dive into like picking that apart. But when things are good, my friends, empathy and understanding isn't always kind of a sad thing. Empathy and understanding is putting yourself in their shoes. And you want to toast those positive actions, those positive behaviors. I think of it kind of like a standing ovation at like a Broadway show. Um, like I recently went to to see a Patti LaBelle concert and uh, and it was a fantastic show and the band was amazing and the backup singers were amazing and everybody was phenomenal. Of course, Patti LaBelle, uh, you know, did her thing and she was fantastic. Um, and it was that positive recognition at the end of the show when the whole audience stood up and, you know, everybody was clapping and everybody was cheering and, you know, the band got their recognition, the background singers got their recognition, the the orchestra, the maestro got his recognition. And of course, um, you know, Patti LaBelle got it, but that's what they need. That's what they crave. I actually heard this really funny story um, about this beef that was going on between 50 Cent and Ja Rule, uh, two musicians. If you know them, you know them. If you don't, Google them. Um, If you don't, I can't believe it. But anyways, 50 Cent and Ja Rule were, you know, beefing for a bit. And so what 50 Cent did was he actually bought out the first like five or 10 rows of a Ja Rule concert so that the first 10 rows, there was nobody there and it was empty. And he was, you know, they were beefing and kind of, um, you know, playing with each other and, and kind of just going back and forth. So it was more of a joke and a prank. Um, but that's a perfect example, right? Of, of If there's nobody in that front row as an artist, you know, how unengaged are you? How unmotivated you are? You have nobody that's going to energize you and inspire you uh, to kind of give your very best. And so you need that positive standing ovation. You need that recognition. Um, and so when you're practicing this high level of understanding and, and somebody has actually done it, somebody's done what you've you know guided them to do, or they've, they've made it through that tough spot, they've made it through the challenging time, you want to toast their behavior. You want to toast their actions. You want to be able to really applaud them because that lets them know that you are watching. You were watching them go through that difficult time and you saw them come out on the other end, right? This is the whole concept of we want to fail forward, we want to fail fast, and we want to fail famously. And so when we fail famously, we want people to say, hey, we know that was tough and you still got through it. Congratulations, right? We know that was challenging. You got through it um, and we really, we're really proud of you for getting through it. My friends, that, that feeling is exponential for your team members. 
We just don't take the time sometimes to listen and practice these things. So I hope these are giving you some great ideas how you can start to action empathy and understanding in your team environment to really start to you know practice this strategy number two, which is all about making sure that you're fostering this culture of understanding and empathy. All right, so leaders, by fostering a culture of empathy with that high level of understanding and respect, you start to build trust. You start to build an environment where people want to be, people want to contribute because they know that it's a safe place, right? We talked about safe place a lot in a prior episode uh, when I talked about diversity, equity, and inclusion, about creating that inclusive environment. Well, when you're creating this safe place, people feel like they can be empathetic or they can vocalize their challenges because they know that the people listening really care, genuinely care, right? And that they're generally going to be able to guide them uh, with full transparency, with full authenticity, with full, uh, a genuine desire to see them do better. All right, my friends. So start practicing the art method in your environment. Start really looking at things with that empathetic lens and have that high level of understanding when you're communicating and connecting with your team. And here's the thing. When you see conversations that are happening in your organization that are not empathetic and not understanding, those are fantastic coaching moments, right? Pull your team aside. Don't wait for 24 hours. Don't wait for 48 hours. Pull your team member aside and say, hey, what happened there? They'll be like, oh, they told me this. And like, okay, cool. It's done. But here's the thing. We're trying to foster this environment of empathy and understanding and a really good culture. And one of our core values is understanding. So for next time, how might you do this a little differently, right? Those coaching moments are money. Those coaching moments are really, really critical because in the moment you're able to say, hey, this is what you just said. How would you do it differently next time, right? Um, Or I might practice it this way. You know, I'm just looking at it from the outside, my friend. I know how important it is for you to be, uh, you know, a great leader. And, you know, this is a tool that you might want to try next time. Right? This is language. This is a, a, um, a way to communicate that you might want to try next time. Maybe it was their body language. All right. So I will leave you with the art method. Remember, when you're in that moment, maybe it's tonight, maybe it's today, tomorrow, maybe it's in the next week, you find yourself in a moment where conflict is happening and you want to take that deep breath. And you remember what Crystal taught you? <laughs> you want to remember that art method active, authentic conversations. You want to remember to recognize those unique perspectives and you want to remember to toast the positive actions. My friend, thank you so much for tuning in to another fun episode of the Leaders Listen Up podcast. I'm your host, Crystal DeCuna, and remember to hit that subscribe and that like button because we want you to be notified every time we launch a new episode. So stay connected with us on social. And as always, my friends, I am thrilled to receive your feedback. Thank you so much for the positive feedback thus far. Um, and hey, comments or questions, I'd be happy to answer them uh, in an episode of the show. So please let us know and stay connected with us. Until we meet again. Leaders, I want you to keep leading, keep learning, and always be listening.